Hey y'all and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host Ren and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I pray that this is the place where you feel encouraged by hearing God stories from my friends that I share with you. Every time you download an episode of the Friends of a Feather podcast, I want for you to feel seen by God, to feel encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents He has given you. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Actually, the summer is going to be a little bit different. We have started my summer series on the Enneagram. We started at June 7th with the Enneagram 1. Last week, we covered the Enneagram 2, the helper. And today is the Enneagram 3, the achiever. I have invited my friend, Michelle Dyer, who is a behavioral specialist out of Brentwood, Tennessee, to join me and to talk about the Enneagram today. Okay, so let me do a little introduction to the Enneagram. It is a typing personality system, and learning about the Enneagram helps you distinguish your strengths, your weaknesses, and the motivation behind them. It's so intriguing and has been really helpful to me in all of my daily relationships. And we're going to share how listeners can get the inside scoop of your Enneagram type and be able to use that knowledge to integrate your gifting and talents in your daily life. Okay, I can't wait to jump into the conversation about the Enneagram 3 with Michelle Dyer today. But before we begin, I want to give a huge thank you shout out to the sponsor for today's episode. Today is episode 89 and my sponsor is Megan with Junebug Designs. Born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, Megan is a Southern girl through and through. She wears many hats, wife to Justin, mom to Lila June, teacher, designer, artist, and lover of life. That is the truth, y'all. She gains inspiration from everyday life, especially her whimsical sidekick, Lila June, her Southern surroundings, and her creator, who has graciously blessed her with these talents. Megan's dad played a huge role in the establishment of Junebug Designs, which is named after her daughter, Lila June. After cutting and playing with old scrap wood, Megan's dad gave her a plaque, as they refer to them today. She painted what inspires any mom, her family. A lover of anything custom, these family plaques quickly caught on and she started customizing for other beautiful families. Megan says, every family has their own story to tell. This is my way of starting the conversation. I love that so much. The line has expanded to an array of plaques, including unique kid art to a family's special mantra or a verse painted on reclaimed and repurposed wood. These plaques reside in homes from coast to coast. You can shop directly online at www.junebugdesigns.com where all items ship for free. You can also shop with them at local craft shows or the Painted Tree Marketplace in Memphis, Tennessee. And I was shopping one day about a month ago and I saw Megan and Justin setting up her booth in the Painted Tree and it was adorable. So go check her out if you are local to the Memphis area or online at junebagdesigns.com. Okay, here's our conversation about the Enneagram 3. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. 
Hi, Ren. So good to be here today. I'm glad that you're back. We have been doing a summer series on the Enneagram, and it has been great. It has been very well received. A lot of my listeners are downloading these episodes uh, and really excited about what we can learn through the Enneagram in our personal lives. So thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor and it is such a great tool. I'm really excited about all that we can learn together from it. So yeah, great to be great. here. So if you are listening and this is the first time you've listened, we are going to be talking about the Enneagram 3, the Achiever today. So if you uh, are interested in a little bit in the Enneagram, go back to our June 7th episode. That's when we talked about the Enneagram 1, the Perfectionist, and the Introduction. So feel free to do that. And then last week was our talk on Enneagram 2, the Helper. So we are going to jump right in to the Enneagram 3. Michelle, can you tell... Um, my listeners about yourself and how you got into really learning about the Enneagram. Absolutely. Yes. So I am currently a minister with my church and my job is to really help people engage in ministry and figure out how God has called them to serve and how he's wired and gifted them to just basically build his kingdom. So in the process of doing that, I've been given the opportunity to really dive into temperament studies and I became aware of the Enneagram a couple of years ago, began studying it, have now been trained and certified in a specific tool uh, that uses Enneagram basically in coaching and in training to help with self-development and leadership development for you know people just wanting to know more about how God has purposed their life. That's great. And we met through a mutual friend, my friend Jenny, uh, and she is a friend of yours and your family's for years. And she said, oh, she is fully trained in the Enneagram and she knew how much of a fan I was of it. And so she connected us and I'm so glad that she did. She Way did. to go, Jenny. Yeah, that's right. Shout out <laughs> to Jenny. Um, okay, well, let's dive in to the Enneagram 3. The Enneagram is a nine, it's a typing personality system. There are nine types. And we're going to dive into Enneagram 3, the Achiever. And you said you really can relate up to a lot of this because, uh, as we learned last week, you, Michelle, are an Enneagram 2, the helper, and you have a strong wing. We talked about, you know, having two wings, which is uh, the numbers either on uh, side of, of your Enneagram number, but you have a strong wing three. So tell me, yeah. how does this kind of pop up in your life? Yeah. Well, the, the competitive achiever, the three, is a person who loves to get things done. Mm. So they are doers, and they really are, I mean, impressive people because they tend to set their eyes on a goal, and they are laser-focused in getting it accomplished. So, of course, that has many, many positives, you know, and it can also... You know, if a person lets the get let it get the best of them, can encompass some bad things too, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. But overall, you know, the competitive three, the achiever, is really just an energy um, energizer bunny. You know, mm. they're just going, 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 and really intensely focused on accomplishing the goals that they set for themselves and for others. 
I love that the book I'm reading by Anne Cron and Susan Stabile, The Road Back to You, uh, at the beginning of every chapter, it has 20 statements that are true for threes or true for fours for each type. And I love nice. that because it's just like a very pinpoint thing. But I love also that you said that they are energizer bunnies. They just like, mm-hmm. they, they see a goal and they go for it. And you can kind of spot these. You can yeah. spot an, an Enneagram oh, three. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tell me, what is something that might be um, a blind spot that might just uh, impair them when they're ready to go for it? So I think a blind spot can really relate to a person's fear, you know, their greatest fear or something that they just absolutely can't imagine or see. And for a three, that is definitely failure. So... Mm. If they fail at something or if they fear failure, it can really be almost like, you know, like writer's block when something sort of goes wrong and you cannot get past it. If they have a failure in their past, it's very difficult for them to strive to achieve that going forward. So, um, so threes are bent on getting things done, but the thing that can really trip them off is past failure. Okay, okay. And that probably, like I've been thinking recently, I heard somebody say the battle is won or lost in the mind. And so it really is a mental, um, you know, thing to get, a hurdle to get over. It really is, yeah. And, um, you know, because accomplishing the goal is really a big thing in the mind of a three, it can be very devastating for them to experience that failure and then try to overcome what in their mind is like a breakdown in the image of how they're seen mm. and how they're perceived. And so image is so, so important to a three, as it also is for twos and fours. Mm. Um, and so that can really be kind of a mental game for a three that's hard to overcome. And tell me, which three are in the the um, the feeling triad? Is that two, three, and four? Four, Two, three, correct? and four okay. in the feeling triad, yes. And actually, in those triads, there are actually what we call a counter type. So one of those three actually ends up being sort of counter um, to what you would normally imagine is true about that triad. So okay. in the feeling triad, we would assume that, oh, these people are all touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. But actually, the three is the counter type, which means that they actually struggle with um, identifying their feelings Mm. or experiencing their feelings. Mm. They have very deep feelings, but they have difficulty going inward because they are so externally focused and so Mm. outwardly focused about what's out there that I can accomplish and do. I don't have time to think about how I feel about it because I just got to get it done. Okay. Well, and that's interesting because we talked about last week for the Enneagram 2, the helper, is that they kind of are the gauge or the temperature of people around them and their feelings, but then they themselves struggle sometimes to really, not admit, but um, um, name name their um, feelings. So that's interesting that the three is is similar in a way. Yeah. It's like the two can have trouble. They'll be feeling all those feelings, but have difficulty naming them. Mm. The three will struggle with even acknowledging that they're feeling what they're feeling. Wow. Okay. Or allowing them to feel that they'll just press through it and, you know, 
not even acknowledge that those feelings are happening. Mm. Now, do you have a three that's near you? I know you are, you have a wing of a three, but do you have anybody in your life that is a three near you? I, I don't have anybody super close to me that's a three, but I wondered if you did. You know, I'm actually surrounded by quite a few threes oh. on my church staff. Okay. Um, our church is a larger church, and so we have quite a few uh, ministers here who are, I mean, intense about ministry and intense wow. about doing great things for God. Mm-hmm. So the three really folk, I mean, it is almost impossible for a three to grasp the idea of I am going to be with God and that's going to be enough. Mm-hmm. A three wants to get it done for God. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Yeah. Doing great things for the kingdom is so important. You know, James said, without works, faith is dead. Mm -hmm. But I think we can carry that to an extreme where we are no longer experiencing the relationship with God because we're too busy doing things for Him. Mm. So that's the danger for a three. That's a good word, too. So while we're kind of talking about this in the light of of, uh, ministry, how does the gospel really transform us? If we are a three, uh, an achieving three, an achiever, how did what does that look like and how does how can the gospel transform us as a three? Oh, such a good question. I do think that it is um, a lot the doing versus being uh, concept that you know God's grace is sufficient for us. We don't have to earn his love. We don't have to earn his acceptance into his kingdom. We just have to accept that Jesus already did it. Mm. You know, here we are as threes trying to do all that we need to do to earn God's love and affection when in truth we just need to accept it, acknowledge it, experience it and sit in it, you know. Um, So that really is the challenge I think for a three. You know, we've talked about lines of stretch and lines of stress, you know, a, a three's lines go to the six and the, the nine. Okay. And so the nine is the peacemaker. The nine is the one who's a little bit more hands-off. They're more about the being than the doing, mm, actually. Kind of opposite. Right. So the way that a three can grow is by tapping into that nine and saying, mm. today I'm just going to sit in your love, God. Um, mm. I really am going to Sabbath. You know, Sabbath is about experiencing and just feeling the love of God, you know, Mm. not doing a thing for him, just experiencing and loving his presence. So Mm, I love that. So in so they go to the stretch and releases, they go to nine and growth Uh uh, in release. But then also in stress, they would go to a six. Yeah. which we'll talk about in a couple episodes, but um, what does yeah. that look like? Well, here's the thing, and this almost sounds negative, but it isn't necessarily that threes are a little bit more me-focused, mm-hmm. and where sixes are a little bit more we-focused. Okay, I can see so that. Sixes are looking at the group. They're looking at the, the you know well-being of the group, where threes are kind of, looking out for, I got to get this thing done. So I'm mainly focused on me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about you unless Mm -hmm. you get in my way. 
yes. of getting done what I want to get done. Yeah. And so uh, a six or a three can really grow by extending their outward outlook mm. to be more mindful of others, incorporating mm. others into their plan, you know, bringing along the group. That can really just profoundly impact the effectiveness of a three two mm. when they draw others into their doing and their planning and their achieving. You know, it's that's, not just them, it's got a multiplicity factor. To yeah, it. yeah. That's great to look at. I haven't really seen it from that perspective before. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about how does an achiever parent well? Mm. How is an achiever, um, you know, relating to their kids and how are they raising their children and what does that look like as a three parent? Yeah. Well, again, as threes tend to be really impressive people, I mean, threes are the people who achieve things that we all kind of look at and go, oh my goodness, that is so cool. I wish I could have done that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and their kids are oftentimes the same way. You know, they're the ones who know six languages and play four instruments and, mm. you know, they've gotten straight A's all the while. They're valedictorian when they're seniors in high school, you know, just it, it just is the effect that a three sort of has when they get that we mentality. Their kids tend to be just as impressive as they are. So mm. the parenting aspect is, again, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, at their best, threes can challenge their children. They can push them to persevere. They can encourage them to achieve their highest potential. At their worst, they can be sort of steamrollers who force their kids to get stuff done, to be the top of the class, to, you know, um, at the expense of everyone else. So mm. it can be very much a double-edged sword, you know, okay. where we're, we're seeing the best and the worst, mm -hmm. and the best is really amazing, and the worst can be really kind of dark. Mm, mm. Okay. Okay. Well, and I've been reading the book, The Road Back to You by Ian Cron and Susan Stabile. And like I said, men, I mentioned earlier where they have the 20 um, um, phrases or 20 things about a three, which I, I loved. I, I, I really liked that, so that you can kind of really get a handle on it in okay. the midst of the chapter. And I love that. But I did want to read um, a quote that um, about threes and then I'm going to ask you something about some threes that we see maybe in public places or in um, or somebody that maybe has <laughs> a, a fame that we would kind of say oh they're a three okay so yeah, let me read okay. you this I love this um, when they're threes in the healthy space have more energy to devote to family and friends no longer needing to be the star or in control they care more about what's best for the group and want to connect to something that's bigger than they are like you said earlier yeah uh, threes who are connected to the positive side of a six can finally experience being loved for who they are instead of for what they do absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and that relates to the gospel when when you said something about the threes just resting and having that Sabbath and just not doing but being. And so yeah. I love that. That That's uh, yeah. it's really what it's about. That's what it gets down to for them, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it really is a great concept for a three to be able to truly 
take hold of and live, that they are loved regardless of what their actions might accomplish. Let's say that we have an Enneagram 3 as a spouse or a friend uh, or a coworker, and we want to show them love. How do they receive love? How? What is their greatest need from the people around them? Yeah. Well, I think there's two sides to the same coin um, revolving around that topic of accomplishment. On one side, we want to, if you really want to speak to the heart of the three, just recognize what they accomplished that day, you know, and build them up, talk about how great that was, let them see you noticing how hard they worked to get there, and all the maybe, you know, not crafty, but creative ways, ingenious ways they use to make it happen. Okay. That can really speak to the heart of the three. On the same side, of, or a different side of the same coin, is remind them that you love them whether they got it done or not, you mm. know, and even if they hadn't finished, you would have been so impressive, impressed with how much work they put forth, you know, to get it done. So, you know, it's a both, it's a reminder that they're not what they do, but boy, what they do is still impressive. Mm, that's good. That's a good word. I like that. That's good. I love hearing that of how we can show love and, and to them. Okay, so is there anything else about an Enneagram 3, the Achiever, that you think is really important in our daily relationships and what what we can, what they can bring to the table? Yeah. Well, you know, if you want a job done, they are the ones to call on. Mm. And, you know, the thing to recognize is when you ask a 3 to do something, you better well want them to do it because... Mm. They will do it, and they'll get it done. Um, I think the, again, another important thing to remind them about, if you are a person who is mentoring a three, or you really are trying to encourage a three, it's really important for them to remember that you can't let relationships um, be at the expense of getting something done. You know, we do need to consider the feelings of other people. We need to make sure that we're considering a lot of those seemingly outlying things mm. that go into getting a job done or accomplished. We don't want to run over people. Gotcha. We don't want to forsake friendships okay. or misuse resources to get something done. You yeah. know, reminding them that the journey is just as important as the destination. You yeah. know? Yeah, that's great. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about famous people that maybe we'll see in the news or somewhere that are threes. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is so many, many people in the limelight Mm. are threes because Mm. threes, first of all, love to shine and they find their way into the spotlight. They find Mm. their way into a place where their achievements are going to be exposed or shown or demonstrated put on platforms Mm. but you know a lot a lot of our celebrities are threes um but i think some quintessential you know representations of that are probably tom uh, cruise Mm -hmm. and i mean tom cruise has just accomplished so much in his lifetime Mm -hmm. and played every type of character there is to play Mm -hmm. he did it by the time he was what 16 yeah he had a lead role in a movie you know yeah yeah. 
I think another one is Taylor Swift. And, oh, yes. I mean, goodness sake, she's written music and produced mm-hmm. three bold albums before she was 25. So, <laughs> right, right. You know, um, that's achieving for sure. They really just, it's not only having just sort of that killer instinct, but it's knowing how to work situations and work people really uh, to get to where you want to go. Wow. So there really is a really strong intuition in okay. that some people may not quite realize. Okay. Okay. That's good. I love that. Okay. All right. Well, this was great. I love talking about the Enneagram with you, Michelle. I think there's some great things uh, to be learned from it and not. And the cool thing is that God doesn't just leave us there. You know, we can say, oh, these are the the weaknesses or the motivations behind the Enneagram 3 or any of these numbers. And, oh, I don't really like that. You know, if you are, <laughs> I don't really like that. You know, I can look at that as an Enneagram 6. I'm terrified when we record an Enneagram 6 because it's going to be like, here are all your faults. But that's the cool thing about God. And that's the cool thing about the gospel. And God didn't just leave us there. Uh, that's what I love about it is that it's, we can Absolutely. see all these things, but we can see how the Lord can use our weaknesses and that in our weaknesses is his strength. So I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's generally how you can tell it is your Enneagram type. If you hear it and you go, that's the worst type. <laughs> then that is probably yours. (laughs) And just know everybody has as many strengths as they do weaknesses. And you're right. right. The key is to understanding both so we can commit both to the Lord and allow him to transform and use those things in our lives. That's great. Good. Okay, Michelle, before we go, thank you so much. I'm so excited about the first three that we've done, and then we have six more, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's nine. Um, So I'm excited about where we're going with this, but tell us where we can find you online. Um, I know you do some one-on-one coaching and with the Enneagram, and I love it. So tell us where we can find you. Well, I would say probably the best place to find me is to either go to Facebook. You can find me at Michelle um, Martz, M-A-R-T-Z, Dyer, or and you can dm me there if you want to you can find me at michelle dyer on linkedin Um, or if they want to email me they can email me at michelle at teaminsights.org perfect and i will put all that in the show notes so that they can find that and find you sounds great wonderful thanks okay i'll see you next week it's gonna be great thanks michelle thank you ren so so good i am enjoying it and learning so much from michelle i hope that this is very helpful to you and if it is helpful would you do me a favor would you go to your podcast app and under the friends of a feather podcast would you rate and review the podcast it really helps so that other women can find the podcast and be encouraged by it Also, while you are leaving a rating and review, if you would just click subscribe, that doesn't mean you're signing up for anything except for you to receive all of the Friends of a Feather podcast in your app every week. So you don't have to do anything. It just makes it easy. So it drops in your app and you're good to go. Thank you, dear friends, for listening and for following along and subscribing and sharing with your friends. It's just the best and I appreciate you so much. 
You know, your story matters. And I know there may be someone waiting for you to share your story with them. So tell somebody today. And remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.